Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, here's a little swap cast I did with Steve at Slow News Day podcast. I met Steve at uh, one of the Union of the Unwanted swap ca- ultra, ultra swap casts, uh, the Mount Rushmore of conspiracy theory podcasts out there, from by Ricky from the Ripple Effect, and uh, yeah, everybody's on that shit. I met Steve. And we reached out. We've done a lot of different swap casts with a lot of those creators, and it's great just to you know flex the fucking muscles, have a bit of a stretch of the legs. Uh, conspiracy wise you know uh, and that's a, a great way for me to be able to address more modern uh, contemporary and uh, day-to-day newsy issues and that's good crack as well having to crack with fellow conspirators uh, we ended up talking about <laughs> joe biden during the summer this one was uh, recorded mid-august so we ended up talking about joe biden going you better have f-15s and nukes if you want to take us on you motherfucker uh we were talking a little bit about january 6th we talked a bit about QAnon, and my ultimate uh, philosophical meanderings uh, about, you know, the conspiracy flip-flop from right wing to left wing, and how uh, the news is now kind of cursed with uh, emotional rhetoric. So good crack. Sounds serious. Good crack. Uh, so hope you enjoyed the Swapcast. There's a few more to come. There's also some big episodes and some small ones. Getting them out when they're ready. Cooked to perfection, eventually. So yeah, here's the Swapcast then. Let me know what you think in the Discord or send me a DM, something like that. Because I really enjoy doing these Swapcasts. Because I get to have the chat. There's no, you know, crazy amount of uh, immense research and all that stuff. It's like, you know, flexing what I'm doing on the day-to-day. And this one was a fun one. So this is Slow News Day Podcast. And I'm going to say his name wrong. Steve Poikinen. Uh, sorry, Steve. So yeah, Slow News Day Podcast Swapcast here. On those conspiracy guys. I'm Gordo. Enjoy. Hitler, Roswell, JFK, Cryptozoology, and NSA, Global Woman, and a living government lies. Just tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Got a good one for you today. Gonna be joined here in, uh, just there we are, joined by Gordon, who's no longer blue. Although you may be sad, and I'm not sure about your sex life, so I can't comment on what you are below the waist. I can't see that. But Gordon from Those Conspiracy Guys, with us on the show right now, will be joined by Savvy Sabs from the Fred Hampton Leftist at the top of the hour. That'll be awesome. Um, Gordon, what the fuck, man? How you doing? Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I'm blue dabba dee dabba da. I just got rid of I don't know what was happening with the camera. And I said, Jesus, I better fix it before I get done for some kind of weird rare uh, racial insensitivity or something i'd be doing blue face and people would be like oh no 
This is the thing. The, I have to the, so the the uh, the blue man group became a protected class of citizen about three <laughs> weeks ago, and now you can no longer you can no longer blue face it up without being uh, artistically insensitive. Exactly, they, they uh. copyrighted my life. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a happy Sunday. I've already lived my Sunday. Don't worry, everybody listening in America. It's been a great day. So like, it's all good, you know. Uh, at least you don't. At least you don't live in South Africa, right? That's that's very true. That's very true. Or Haiti, or Cuba, or any of the places really I mean, that the United States wants to practice escaladio or or empire expansion. I, yeah, close your eyes and stick a pin in a map. There you go. I'm, I'm but, sure it's just a coincidence that a lot of protesters here are flying American flags and calling for U.S. military intervention. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, that always you're gonna, happens. You're gonna have to have an F-15 or a nuke to fight back, right? That's the crack. You know, if you have nukes, the U.S. leaves you relatively alone. <laughs> nukes relatively. are of yeah. Relatively, there's that mutually assured destruction thing that that kind of kind of makes people, you know, take a step back. North Korea still kicking. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Iran, you know, swears getting there. Iran came out and said just the other day, uh, they said, look, at any point that we want to, we're 90% of the way to manufacturing a nuclear weapon. We just don't want to, but we can, we at any point we can complete that last 10%. We just don't want to. So That's I'll tell you what husband thing to say. It's like, Hey, I could win this argument by just punching you right in the face, but I won't, but I could, and then I'd win, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting. Thank you, honey. It's interesting because uh, Iran usually doesn't come out swinging. Uh, and I don't know if it's because they they think that like Joe Biden is kind of a paper tiger or a dementia riddled pedophile who isn't actually president, but uh, they, they, they've come out like very hard line and, and said, you know, we'll reenter talks about this uh, nuclear deal after we swear in our new president who also is next in line to be Ayatollah. So it's like he'll be both president and religious leader of Iran. And like, yeah. yeah. And it's like uh, a recipe for president for life for me, you know. It really a, does. A little, a little splash of this, a little dash of that. And uh, yeah, you got Xi Jinping, president for life. Or it's Putin, the, it's the like, first time it's the yeah. first time an Iranian politician has been able to capture both like the religious majority as well as the people who are, are politically active. And it comes at a time where, like, if they want to go nuclear, they clearly have the capability to do it. And the only person that's really standing in their way now is Kamala Harris. Oh, my God. Who is more than likely to try to arrest everyone in Iran. But militarily, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's a weird time. It, it is. You have to worry about uh, the guys who have nuclear bombs who are basically uh, spirit who, who uh, the guys of nuclear bombs who are politically at loggerheads with America and not just like the country, but it's culture. It's deeply rooted history and it's culture who also have a faith based uh, ethnocrat or a faith based, uh, what do you call it? A, a religious state, you know, 
yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and uh, and their reward is to fight uh, infidels who <laughs> oppose their religion so if they kill everybody in the nuclear war that's like that ticks all the boxes of um their, their faith-based <laughs> politics so like that's kind of like you know that's a recipe kind of for disaster you wouldn't want yeah, to if you days. yeah if you are if you're a nuclear theocracy theocracy you, that's it you're you're pretty you're pretty settled on what's gonna happen to you after you die yeah 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 you know, you know. that's the faith part yeah yeah <laughs> and it's you're also pretty certain that the people who don't who haven't like seen paradise the way that you have you're pretty sure of what's going to happen to them too so all the confidence is on your side as the the theocrat i think I yeah think well more. i mean even in general like when you're facing america typically the confidence is on your side because it's like oh we're literally fighting to survive these fucks are just trying to enslave us and and plunder our resources like they've done throughout history so it's like <laughs> it they, is they've, got, a... they've got priors you know they they, <laughs> they have form but i think it's a very it's a real underhanded um uh, not underhanded but it's a real like um kind of nasty war if you're fighting religious uh, uh religious ideologies opposing religious ideologies as the basis of the war I saw, like, you know, guys, like, during, you know, after 9-11, it was all like, them Arabs, them Arabs going to come and explode all our planes and all the luggage going to be everywhere. We're all going to be shot dead and killed and blown up, blown to hell, man. So the, the lads down there in the south that had all the guns. That was a were great like, accent. <laughs> what I like to do, what I like to do is I like to get some pig grease. I like to get some bacon grease, and I like to soak my bullets. I put my bullets in the bacon grease. So when I'm shooting the Muslims, and the bacon grease goes through them. It's part of their religion that they don't get to heaven if they take in that pork. So I'm that shooting, I'm killing them, and now I'm making sure they don't get into heaven, man. That's some. That's such mean spirited, terrible shit. And that's real. That, that actually happened. That yeah. that's a real thing that the U.S. Army did: dip bullets in pig blood, yeah. so that when they shot Muslims, they would prevent them from going to paradise. That's some yeah. fucking mean spirited shit. Like, I mean, war is hard <laughs> enough without taking away their fucking afterlife as well. You know? I just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, the uh, the depravity that yeah. you have to enter something is already depraved as war. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the war in and of itself hell let's see how we can make it worse for everybody i wonder because we never see the stuff from the other side really like we've seen little voice documentaries of lads coming down and going we're going to make these documentaries and then pretend that we're like kind of supporting um these like uh you know patriot uh flag waving like american kind of gung-ho dudes we're going to pretend like we're like hey we're going to platform your cause you know but really when we take it back to the edit boot we're going to fucking snicker behind our backs and be like these fucking rednecks you know I wonder, is there that kind of stuff coming out of Iran? Like if we're, if the Western world feels that way so publicly and feels so comfortable to feel that way publicly in Iran, is there like whole YouTube channels and whole, you know, like movements of people who are just like, we openly hate America, fuck all like white Americans specifically. Like, is there a, is there a whole kind of you can't say because the definition of racism has changed, but like a whole like white racist Iranian propaganda machine at work that we like just a, in a Iranian nationalist yeah. language. Yeah, 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 like like a propaganda machine against the 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 US. I mean, 
they I mean, say I there's one against Russia. There's gotta be. There's mm. gotta be. You would think. I mean, it, and even if it's just somebody coming on camera to condemn what the U.S. did today or what the West did today or something like that, like yeah, yeah, because propaganda feeds a society mm. in general. It doesn't matter what your culture is or or what your who your perceived enemy is without state propaganda funneling narratives. You've you've got people walking around thinking independently, Gordon, and that's just yeah. that's not how yeah. governance works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you and your thinking. Look at my look at my pork bullets. Like, <laughs> I wonder if there are guys over there that are as mean spirited as these lads who are trying to be like guaranteed. What? Do, what do sure. Amer- what oh yeah, Americans oh, hate. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. I so uh, I I guess you would what you would wrap bullets in differing political opinions. Yeah, or or, like, or like shows you hate. Or something in like the ashes of a burnt American flag or something. I don't know. Yeah, we put do two two friends inside this yeah. warhead. Like some yeah. cayenne pepper. Yeah. What <laughs> okay, guys, come come together. Welcome to the committee for uh propaganda against American uh, pig dogs. Uh today we are uh we'll watch the vice documentary about the bullets uh, soaked in uh, pig blood. Uh, what can we do uh, to piss Americans off uh, as much as that would piss us off? I have, uh, Ahmed, what, what is your suggestion? According to our Google uh, Analytics, uh, we should wrap the bullets in the last three episodes of season eight of Game of Thrones. They really hate, they hate that. That is most thing they hate on internet. Let's do that. We're, we're going to start dropping well-seasoned chicken. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some paprika. <laughs> Macaroni yeah. salad without raisins in it. No raisins. No <laughs> raisins in the potato salad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh. <laughs> We're a bunch of spoiled bitches. Yeah, like when you get right down to it, it it's it I guess it's it, I mean Mel Brooks said it. It's good to be king, right? I've I've joked for fucking years that that it's good to live in the heart of the empire until the empire brings empire home. Yeah. And now we're seeing it, Gordon. We started seeing it for real uh, when the blast walls and the concertina wire went up around the U.S. Capitol. Mm. And now the U.S. Capitol has branch offices. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Capitol Police have branch offices in New York and L.A. now. And a brand new $2 billion on top of all of the money that they already got to, what, let people in the doors when there's a quote-unquote insurrection, remind them occasionally to stick between the velvet ropes. It's our sacred space. You know, like, like at least ask for consent if you're going right up into the rotunda is what they were trying to get across to people. It's like, that's not an insurrection. I was there for that, by the way. And, and, and when we walked up onto the Capitol, 
we saw a false flag happening in real time. We saw domestic terrorist legislation being handed down and, and we saw people getting suckered. And lo and behold, seven and a half months later, we find out that there's nearly 30 protected witnesses, all of whom seem to comprise the leadership of Proud Boys, Oath Keepers and Three Percenters. A number of FBI agents and assets have been outed as leadership in these organizations. And, and this looks every day more and more like an FBI-led operation in order to entrap a number of people and have the ability to label half or more of the country as, as domestic violent extremists. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a textbook false flag situation but you can't say that because then you lo you know you lose your youtube channel you lose your this your that it's one of those um um inalienable narratives that has been created over the last few years starting with the kind of the likes of the sandy hook and stuff like that where it's like we put kids at the very very front in order to not have any discussion allowed because like oh you know think of the children or whatever but like january 6th from our point of view meaning the people outside of america that was like Oh, that was like a fucking, um, you know, a high school excursion just with like extra bits, you know, like a super involved, enthusiastic high school excursion. Um, I know a woman got shot. Uh, I mean, murdered Lord, even. Yeah. Lord, Lord, Lord yeah. of mercy on her. But an unarmed woman got shot. People were afraid. Um, but I think in years to come, the like we obviously as, you know, I don't know, conspiracy theorists, I don't want to label everybody in here. Uh, I'd be like a, a like a so sociological, like a cultural observer, commentator. Uh, conspiracy theorist seems to have different connotations nowadays. But when you're looking at shit like, and it comes off screams like false flag, screams like this is bullshit. I'm seeing bullshit being fucking. They're stacking the bullshit bricks and doing it, like I can see it being built. Uh, or like, oh, they're going to get some fucking road out of this one. Like this is going to last for ages in the propaganda machine. Like I saw that on the 6th of January, I knew some shit was going down that that was, they were going to use that as a stick to bait people with. And when I saw the lads climbing in and I saw the lads going like the, all the live footage online, I was like, oh, no, you took the bait, man. They're going to fuck you up for this. The guy with the thing, the, the fucking what's his name? The 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 the, the Sherpa guy, the the. Oh, you mean Eric? Orange, you know? Hmm? Eric, Eric, uh, oh God, what's his last name? He's got some kind of Italian last name, but yeah, 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 yeah. Angeli. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, they call him, they call him, uh, the Q oh, Shaman. Q oh, Shaman. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Q Buffalo Shaman. Buffalo Buffalo Horn, man. Like that video of him coming in and the security guard is like, hey guys, this is the place that they, you know, they find the most <laughs> sacred. So like, don't fuck up too much stuff. And then there's one guy lying, like bleeding underneath going, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I try to make it up there, but uh, yeah, you go up there, uh, Q Shaman, and he's there. There's a couple of selfies, and there's not like they're not like smashing the place up or setting off fire. It's, it all seems very innocuous. And then there were like we watching it in context in real time. We're going. This is going to be used out of context, and with with the with the gift of history or the gift of hindsight, we all know that stuff like Watergate when it happened, biggest thing ever. Now, not such a big thing compared to what's happened in the, in the last few years, but like enough to impeach a president. But at the time, it was like the biggest fucking scandal of all time. This thing at the time was biggest scandal of all time. In 10 years time, we'd be like, how did we let the government make all of those new rules and laws 
label all of those people as domestic terrorists, split the country in half, uh, surround Washington uh, with like some kind of um, <laughs> armaments and and bo- uh, you know, barriers as if it was kind of like a North Korea esque or a you know like a um, a French palace under under <laughs> under attack in the 1600s or something like that. Like yeah. it just it the just looked like. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's only a few, like a couple of days ago that Bastille Day and whatever, where where they we're trying to def- like a newly a newly sworn in government. If it was a fair election, logically, you would think if it was a fair and free election, a newly installed or installing government shouldn't have to defend themselves that well against the people. <laughs> if the people of the country were like, "Hey, okay, you guys are the ne- so hand over power. It's all good." But it's the little nuances, like Trump was doing the speech at the time. It was happening or he did the speech after the actual like entering of the Capitol building or the bullshit about the Casio Cortez going like I was in fear for my lives. Like bitch, you were three buildings away. You were three buildings away. Come on. Like, you know, as she was fucking you know, filling up the pants in her pantsuit with fucking Hershey squirts, like, oh my god, I'm so scared. And now I'm a victim class and whatever. It just all seemed so fake and bullshit and and now because people didn't look at the specificities they didn't look at the tiny details of what happening i'm no expert on it this is just like general knowledge from what i remember at the time a lot of people didn't really pay attention to the in- intricacies of what was going on and they ended up allowing the news and allowing you know the 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 white house press corps the press secretary and all that to um spin all of these lies that people just swallowed in because they're like well biden is in now and you know this is the new order and we have to just do as we're told and those guys are bad and we hated trump anyway and these are the re-. like trump was gone the hate was still there they had to point it somewhere why not at the supporters it was just such a fucking false flag in 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 the making when, um, uh, when i when i actually get in trouble you know i was flying back to california the next day and mm. the entire airplane was Trump supporters and it was people yeah. who had been uh, at the thing. And I was there. We, well, we were there because we had had events and, and um, actions on the third and fourth around the uh, extradition verdict of Julian Assange. So we were already in DC. We had already done our thing. We had found out uh, a few weeks before the stop the steal event that it was going to be a thing so when it was announced it was like oh well fuck yeah i'm sticking around for that like are you kidding me that's gonna be a shit show like i can't wait and like the after party um, after a nightclub or something yeah and so we uh when when trump was was on at the ellipse and was speaking and was doing that like you know let me read off the program flyer to direct people to the next location which they said was a call for an insurrection um we split we went to went back to the airbnb did some she just started getting uh the phone blowing up like holy crap you've got to get back down there so we did and there were people that were like surprised the the cops were shooting tear gas and surprised that a oh couple of people got like beaten back and it's like did you honestly think that the entirety of the capitol police was going to be like oh frank and jimbo are here i guess we're giving up the capital now you know like yeah. it, it, or or to be like oh well welcome brothers it's your space too 
let's go drag us out some liberals. Like, I think that a few people thought that that was going to happen, that we really got caught up in all of it. But most of the people on the plane were like, we got used as set dressing. We got yeah, we were played and they yes, were they going fuck right Mitch McConnell, fuck Trump, yeah. fuck the Republican Party, fuck Mike Pence, fuck for this, fuck that, fuck. Uh, and then, of course, like two months later, they're all screaming for Donald Trump at a rally uh, and completely so, forgot. So can, about I ask every, it hmm? can I ask you, right? Because there's this weird thing. And we talked about it um, before on one of the other unions of the unwanted, which is where we met a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, I've talked about it on my show. I talked with um, Dave Hayes, who is the praying medic, who is like a Q expert or whatever. Yeah, and I kind of put it to him. I put it to him, and I said to a few other people, like Q and that narrative, which is in in short and specific to this conversation. So don't get me wrong. Um, that Trump is like the this kind of political messiah that's going to save America, and that the narrative around this January 6th and the January 20th stuff that he is still the president today apparently mm-hmm. and that um the election was stolen and there is evidence to show fraud and this kind of stuff in, in certain 100%. places um and there's still like uh, audits and stuff going on in Georgia there's some upset and in Arizona and stuff like still you know yeah. um but some people are saying he's still the secret president and Biden is just allowed to do that because and blah 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 like this whole Q movement as uh, all the way along was able to take people who were middle Americans who were, you know, Christians who have a faith based lifestyle anyway, who, who believe in a religion. They believe in like, well, look at life is fucking life is kind of shitty right now. But if I believe I do my best every day and praise God, go to church on Sunday, it's going to be all right for me. If not in this life, maybe in the next one. And it's this whole thing of let's put up, let's eat the shit sandwich now. And then maybe later on, it might be okay. There's a faith based kind of stall. Let's wait. And I think that Q narrative really um, deactivated a bunch of people who could have done some wild shit like January the 6th an awful lot sooner if they were allowed to, or if they were just let off the leash. But I think Q kind of kept them all a little bit under wraps, yes. a little bit kind of waiting for like, wait for the green, wait, you see the whites in their eyes, there was William Wallace was riding on a horse up and down in front of them while they were all, like, painted blue and white. And he's like, hold, hold. And finally, there was no more hold. There was, like, the motherfuckers were in the, the, the Capitol building signing papers. On the 20th, they were going to be inaugurated. Like, it was like, we're running out of time here for Trump to be the savior of this. So we need to make some moves. And they basically just fucking, you know, uh, uh, cock-teased all of those supporters they were just edging, edging these supporters going, oh, not go- oh, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe after Christmas, after Christmas, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. And they were like, let me just fucking blow my patriotic beans all over your boobies. And they couldn't, they wouldn't do it. So just like, I'm just going to do it anyway. And January 6th was just those guys collectively just blowing their muck all over the capital, doing wild shit, breaking off into little splinter groups and going here and going there. That was like four years of believing in something that they were slowly realizing shit. This might not, not actually be real. The anger pointed at Trump then for letting them get into that position to be used as useful idiots very quickly dissipated because the narr- the new narrative was then he's still really the president and the Federal Reserve is like privately owned now. And, you know, this Bretton Woods thing is coming up on the August the 11th and they just had that cyber polygon thing. Um, oh. like the 20th of June or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or 20th of J- July. Like it, it's shit is fucking 
still moving, they're still moving parts, and there is enough plausible deniability to make those Q people believe that Trump is still the president, he's running things behind the scene. Biden is so incompetent. Like, Biden is so visibly fucking falling apart like a wet cake in front of people. Kamala is, like, very... Uh, I don't know, the word evil just comes to mind, like just like sickly, evilly yeah. wrong. You know, there's something broken. Like, psych- bit, psychopath. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yes. gnarled, fucking dead eyed, yeah. so Psy- sociopath. Sociopath. There you go. Emotionally yeah. dead and just deadened and, and broken. Um, and people can feel that because people's emotions have been fucked with for the last four years. This has become this has turned politics from a head game into a heart game. They've acted, activated everybody's hearts as a tool to manipulate them because oh, emotions are way easier to manipulate than thoughts. So they fucking activated everybody's emotions by pushing all their little buttons, by getting all their little foibles and all their little childhood fucking dreams and poking and poking and poking until everyone was super raw. Then they acted this thing out. People reacted. They got a reaction. But I think that they've activated a whole bunch of people now that are starting to wake up because they're like, I'm after being like emotionally manipulated and abused by the mainstream media here. I feel it's not right. There's something wrong. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And I definitely don't believe you. They're watching the news now going, this is bullshit. My emotions are telling me I'm tuned in. I'm empathetic. I'm, I'm sympathetic. I'm tuned into the fact that this is bullshit. I feel it's wrong. Whereas before their feelings were being numbed by food, alcohol, drugs, television, fucking just not wanting to cause a fuss. All of these trappings of modern society, modern life, just numbing people out. The numbness has been taken away. They found a new place to poke and that thing is raw and people are mad about it. That's fair. I think 20 years on, well, almost 20 years now, but like 20 years on, we're sort of kind of starting to see people realize like more and more what a psyop 9-11 was and you know i invoke that in part because like everyone in mainstream media is trying to say like oh my god january 6th the next 9-11 like like making the narrative there even more obvious so i mean i think people are finally starting to kind of grasp where these psyops are coming in so it's like damn we, we well, really let 9-11 happen and let well, the Patriot Act and Iraq War and all of this happen because of that. God damn. 9-11 was so far away, so far ago, that the people who experienced it as kids, like I was like 18 or whatever, there's a lot of people who are younger than me that were like, that, that was fucking massively traumatizing for people in their mid-teens. Those people are in their 30s now and then they're going to stuff like this because they're like, well, I don't want to let that shit happen again. And then they're being told you took part in another 9-11. And then they look at January 6th and then they look at what they remember firsthand about 9-11 and go, that's not the same. It's like some fucked up, uh, you know, apocalyptic episode of Sesame Street. Do you know what I mean? They have like 9-11 and the people falling out and splatting on the ground. And then like some people walking between through some velvet ropes and the cops like pulling back the barriers. One of these things is not like no the other. shit. <laughs> like they're holding these fucking things going. The news is saying that January 6th is 9-11. And I was at January 6th and I remember 9-11. No, this is bullshit. No, like, no. So- it, it's firsthand, you know. They, they joke, Bill Clinton's fucking dick-sucking uh, Louis, Monica Lewinsky's dress would come on it like people that's a joke now that's an yeah. SNL fucking skit that's an old hacked bullshit joke 
but at the time it was the worst thing ever to happen to America. And they forget about that. I, and in 20 uh, years time, the January 6th is going to be laughed at. It, it's going to be that bit with the squirrel and water skis at the end of the news. They're going to be like, <laughs> and on this day, <laughs> isn't that right, Helen? Uh, 6th of January, folks. Uh, remember in 2021 and 6th of January, a bunch of people walked between the velvet ropes and <laughs> and we all here at News 7 thought it was another 9-11. <laughs> How funny is that? Here's Tom with the weather. Like, it's fucking bananas. <laughs> It's bananas, way, banal thank you for adding here's tom with the weather for those of you who are playing along at home pull out your bill hicks scorecard and go ahead and check one off there there you go well 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 thank you it, it is fascinating to me that people have so all right you said you were 18 on 9-11 um, that puts you relatively in the same ballpark uh, as as me for age. So I have watched th the conspiracy theory people, mm -hmm. that crowd shift from when I was growing up up until about, I don't know, a few years after 9-11. So the first, you know, like 25 years of my life, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists were all left-wing pinko yeah. commie bastards who wanted to destabilize the united states and god's favorite nation on behalf of the fucking kgb and now gordon we've got conspiracy theorists are all right-wing Nazi bastards who want to destabilize america and the west on behalf of vladimir putin and Russia and and the people who are on the right side of history are the ones who are talking about like Trotsky socialism, uh, big government, uh, raging for the machine. Uh, all the you know what I mean. All the people who used to be the resistance are now resisting against the the resistance. It's such mm -hmm. a fucking weird flip flop, and it changed around maybe two thousand eight to two thousand and twelve. Um, I think the Oh, fuck, we can blame Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The last vestiges of it was the, the generational shift uh, from millennials, from, like, emo teens into, like, early 2000s emo teens into, to, you know, taxpaying, work, and real-life adults when they just went, oh, shit, I thought I was sad when I was a teenager. This is actually fucked up. And I don't have any more time to be sad because I got to work. <laughs> Do you know, like when they moved in and the, the Occupy movement died, that was, the, I think that was the shift because the Occupy movement was the last kind of like fuck the government, but they were also uh, liberal socialists. They were, you know, the people who now would dress in black and smash Starbucks windows. That was the generator. That was the, the the cohort who would have camped out in Wall Street, right? Yeah, you wouldn't well, see I any mean, yeah. of I, today's conspiracy theorists camping out in Wall Street because they know better. But they're able to come back. They're able to talk online. They're able to use like real political power. They're able to use massive platforms. Whereas before, conspiracy theorists were all off in the dark corners of the internet. Now they're fucking mainstream, and the people was, who, yes, yeah, I was talking to uh, to. Um, Nathan uh, from Lift the Veil, his wife, Katie, I was talking to her for a while on the phone yesterday, 
and uh, and we were talking about this it, it, that the contingent of Occupy that really understood the way that power worked really understood the way that that weaponizing a narrative in order to gin up a predictable emotional response in people were understood all of this shit and now a decade later you're correct they're the same fucking people who are trying to take away this show who are trying to take away your show, who are trying to police everybody's speech, who are acting in the most like openly fascist manners and and yet like just have these blinders on to where they're fucking essentially like that little principal Skinner thing where it's like, well, surely I'm not the thing that I'm rebelling against. Everybody yeah. else is wrong. Yeah. It's in anti-Adromia. They're, they're blaming everybody else for the things that they're guilty of themselves. They call out fascists yet wear brown shirts. They, you know, they, they, they cry out in pain as they strike another. Like it's, it's a really fucked up mentality. Well, and really, here's, what, here's the thing: what, I want it everybody... to, what it comes down to is being in power. What it comes down to is the mainstream, uh, the mainstream media, the accepted narrative, the governmental line, like all of those things that are in the well, pretty much in the majority when it comes to representation in media, are all very much liberal, left wing, c- commanded by social uh, condition and commanded by the social contract. Um, by social justice and by um, direct action, right? So if you say something, a bunch of people brigade you, you lose your job, you lose your, you know, your 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 means of income, or you lose whatever. Like if you say some shit, someone's gonna find you, find it where you work, ring your boss, show them some tweet, and go like, and if you don't do this, I'm gonna fucking make hell for you and your business. And they go, oh, I don't want that, I don't want the heat. Bam. So they found that power, and they're being supported from behind by the political, the social and the media structure so of course they're going to go yeah uh i want to be in power i whether I, whether they believe it or not they've convinced themselves they believe it because it's what makes the big bucks like uh, all, all of all of the conspiracy shows that we know even the most successful ones do they make as much as like chapo trap house do they make as much as fucking Fuck you know, no no agenda or, or because because the li- the liberal side you know is the is the winner as far as media is concerned for right now Oh, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Tim Pool's got a bigger show than they do. Yeah, but he started being being very much liberal, and he has red pilled himself into a little bit right of center at the moment. But that's well, because he, I mean, he really Tim believed Poole's he was an thing. Occupy man. He was an yeah, Occupy except dude. for except for because I was I've, I've been been around my friend, and like everywhere Tim Pool goes, people go to jail. Everywhere yeah. Tim Pool goes, you know, like movements get infiltrated. So so yeah, dude, Tim, Tim's a Tim's an agent of the state, or he I'm if he's not on somebody's payroll, he is the most useful fucking idiot on the planet, and he is admitted <laughs> to taking a check to keep his mouth shut. So I, don't I mean, know, it, I, I don't know about about his backdoor shenanigans. All I know is I've watched him for years, and I know that he was a milk toast liberal, self confessed. Uh, he was very much in the Occupy movement, working for Vice, yeah. working for these companies, covering yeah. the stories in a certain way. And then over the last two years, like if he wanted to be a multimillionaire, 
if he wanted to be like top of the pops, I know he is now. But yeah. I'm saying if he wanted to have, if money was the only thing, if money was the only uh, motivator for Tim, he could have went fully left and been the fucking king of the crusties. He would have been king of the Antifa, you know, brigade, right? Oh, see, he went a little. But he stayed in the middle. He stayed in the middle. He stayed a little bit right. Uh, he's all about that gun. He's all about that um, gun ownership. He's all about that. Um, you know, lib- liberty and all that kind That's of stuff. Because right? he's got Luke Rudowski camped out in his yard, and Luke has a gun at him at all times. <laughs> okay, I, and I'm actually not kidding about that. But at least last year, Luke Rudowski was camped out at, at in Tim Pool's yard. It was he, was on, he set up he was on the show of it. He moves yeah. to Ohio. Tim made the compound now, the skate, the skate world, or whatever. Uh, the the pool, the pool or whatever they call it. But um, like he 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 went the hardest road. For somebody who wants to make easy money off YouTube, he went the hardest road. He's gone into like, I don't know. I don't know. Because, okay, so what we're doing is the hardest fucking road, my friend. Telling, like, trying to make money Uh, off of, uh, trying to make a living off the truth. Come on, there's no money in the truth, you know, but, but we're. Everybody's truth is different, though. If you're doing pop culture, uh, you know, like culture war, social justice, division, fucking like if that's what you're doing, that's pop culture for people. Yeah. That it, it, and it's, you know, and I'm not sure. Like, I actually I fucked him pool because he did a hit piece on me. Um, Called me like, OK, so he called me the conspiratorial left. Because I did a video saying that that little Mayor Pete, little CIA Pete, Pete Buttigieg, CIA Democrat. And so for that, I was the conspiratorial left as far as Tim Pool was concerned. I've got the left that calls me the gateway to the alt-right, you know, and it's like I'm just trying to put out some factual information about the world here. I'm not... Okay. Left, I'm not right. I'm to like fuck all of that shit. I, I just I'm want trying to be able to fish off of my deck. That's my political. Whatever political uh-huh. party allows me to fish off my porch, like that's what I'm. That's what I am. You know. Even I, if you, even I, if you don't live near water, I still want the the, the possibility to fish off. I have the freedom to fish off my deck, even though there is no water near my house. Uh, right. Look at look at right. I, I, I don't I, I, I put like align myself with any political ideology either. But you have to wonder, people, when they're listening to content like this, they want to be able to know what to think about it rather than thinking in the moment or being confronted with it. And I'm not saying everybody, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people tune into stuff and listen to things that kind of gels with their own outlook. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. people don't like to be challenged. Right. And at the moment, and for the last maybe three or four years, being in the middle is as challenging as being polarized one side or the other. Now, being alt-right, now whatever fucking alt-right means anymore, there's an Overton window of acceptable speech that is definitely skewed towards the, the liberal left, right? Yeah. And if yeah. you don't talk about stuff or agree with stuff, Along the along those lines, like you get banned for saying that, like you know, uh, uh, trans women shouldn't compete in sport against biological women because, uh, like, even that sentence has like, what, what is what's a biological woman? Like, what's you know, blah 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 blah, blah. and then there's like, uh, you know, you're you're 
you're not you're you're misgendering somebody you're uh, you know d- denying them their rights to do this and, and there's all these mad like c- collegiate university arguments like so- social <laughs> social science arguments against that sentiment the the statement itself the fucking syntax in which it's used and there's that for a thousand things to talk about right now yeah so if somebody wants you know to to label you a certain ideology they have to find one maybe two videos that confirm that bias and have a bigger platform than you and put it out and go this is what this guy is and then it's really fucking hard to shake that um that kind of uh, accusation or, or accusation against your character or your or your motives or your belief systems plus the fact a lot of people are not allowed to fucking change their minds anymore something that i believe two years ago i might not hold dear to my heart anymore because i've either found it to be not true or i've educated myself further i had a, I have a a more nuanced concept of what that idea is or maybe i was ignorant at the start and i've become educated or maybe i was overeducated and i was indoctrinated by somebody that i respect that i now find was doing it for you know some kind of financial remuneration or they were being paid to do it or they were being obliged to do it because of social uh, uh social pressures or whatever and i'm like oh i really respect that guy and i took that to be true when it's not true you know there's a fucking uh, there's a crazy like everyone's writing in 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 permanent in permanent marker everyone's writing in sharpie when they should be writing in pencil at the moment right and i think if you're if you're writing in sharpie it's very difficult to backtrack that shit people are ending up saying a thing on a podcast somewhere and then they pull that and your career is over they'll play that ad infinitum not all the other things they said that may before and after that may dissuade someone from thinking that but that particular thing one sound bite can be taken and extrapolated and used to cover your whole career all your content everything to do with you can be ruined by one small thing and that's a really dangerous environment to be living in yeah because the people who are consuming the media expect that to be the case so like yeah. Tim Poo was saying that you're you, you're you're the, the left are saying you're the window to the alt-right it's because you espouse stuff that some alt-right people have said as well and then they'll put the two e beside each other like how easy would it be to find out about Buttigieg's history it, it would be as easy to find out about Kamala Harris's fucking history where she has put like thousands of black men in jail and then stands up on the pulpit and goes like, I'm for, you know, equality and for freedom and for this and that. And you're like, no, you made laws and rules. You made, uh, uh, you know, terms and conditions. You made, <laughs> you made certain legislations that end up putting people in jail real easy. And it's your fault that they're there for as long as they are. And nobody talks about that stuff. Kamala like, Harris. God, she's she fucking instrumental in not having RFK's murder reopen. <laughs> yeah. Instrumental in so many things. running cover for pedophile priests. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was her program that was, you know, having fucking prison labor fight, fire, 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 wildfires. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it's why. It's why she was polling in fifth place here in California when she was running for president. It's why she never wanted delegate. The the Hamptons money and the Clinton money decided they wanted her to be president. People heard her talk and went, oh, my God, she's horrible. Mm. You know, like, get this fucking psycho away from me. And, and so now we have selected, not elected, um, selected 
as president and vice president, a man with instant grits where his brains used to be. <laughs> like, not even the good kind of grits that take yeah, you 20 yeah. minutes to prepare, but, like, just, you know, the shitty instant ones. How do you, so, how do you prepare your grits? You, you use instant grits? No self-respect is something that makes sense. And, and look, I, I appreciate the fuck that you picked up <laughs> on the fact that I was t- throwing a My Cousin Vinny reference into this. Thank you. I wore Thank this you. ridiculous thing for you. Uh, and that is that. that I'm, I appreciate that how obscure of a human being you are. <laughs> I do. I do. Thank you. Thank you. But I, my point is, I, like, we've got two people that no one on the planet would let watch their children yeah essentially you know being the figureheads for the nation I'm and it, it who, who underscores can, that this is a believe... performance it's what i wanted to say about the antifa people too if you're putting on a costume to go fight other people that put on a costume to go fight you that's a fucking performance yeah yeah <laughs> 81 million votes but i can't believe that people believe that he got Tens, tens of millions more votes than Barack Obama. <laughs> like, I cannot believe or understand that that's a possibility or a real. Or that's real life. It just baffles my mind. But the thing is, right? These lines and these things that are drawn, they're all temporary. And I think no more than the nine eleven and whole nine eleven in one hand, whole January six in the other, and weigh them. For somebody who knows what both of them weigh, it's bullshit. If you look at now what's happening, the likes of, and I don't want to put these two men side by side in their uh, evilness, but um, Kevin Spacey is just walking around making new movies. Uh, all of his accusers. Joking about him being a fucking pedophile. All, making, Christ- making Christmas videos and fucking joking about it. And then. All of the his accusers dying by the worst case of suicide anyone's ever seen, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, I don't want to. Again, I like Crystalia. I don't want to put him next to Kevin Spacey, but but uh, like Crystalia, done some shit. People accused him. He went to ground for nine, ten months, and now he's back, and his podcast is back, and he's you know he's back on YouTube, he's back on Instagram, and kind of nobody cares anymore. Everything cooled down, and they're just like, "Oh, it's fine." No, we've it's fine. got other things to be upset about. Yeah, oh, it's fine. Groomed some for a while. Like, Ah, it's fine, right? I, but somebody, somebody who comes out and says, like, you know, uh, uh, you know tr- tr- trans trans women shouldn't compete in sports, or biological women are, uh, you know, S- Sandy Hook, maybe not real, um. Or, or these other things that you should not say, these things that get people kicked off. Alex Jones was kicked off for the Sandy Hook thing. Obviously, there was a lot more about the Posners and stuff like that, but, but boiling it down to make my point, um, yeah. there are some unforgivable things, it seems, you know? Some things that cannot be forgiven. Some things that will carry you past interviews and past job opportunities where people will go look you up online and go, oh, you're that guy. I know you're grand. That they'll, they'll never be able to work again, do you know? Uh, one of the women who was now, in fairness, she was abusing these people, but the, do you know the, the McCann, you know, Madeline McCann, the girl that went missing in Pride of Loose, Madeline McCann, her parents were getting uh, awful abuse off this woman on Twitter, and a Sky News reporter doorstepped her and showed up and went, Hey, 
Are you, are you, are you the woman that's been annoying protecting Jerry McCann on Twitter, known as Sweepy Face? And she's like, ah, fuck off. I'm getting in my car. Fuck off. And she got in the car. She drove to a hotel and she stayed there for two nights. And on the second night, she fucking hung herself because she thought like my life is over the pressure. Like that shit lasts forever. Yeah. But Kevin Spacey can like rape a bunch of boys and stuff and do some sexual assaults and all his accusers end up dying and then he's just like back making movies and just going like hey everything's okay I'll make you another Christmas video this Christmas and like be like hmm isn't it awful what happened to those people and drinking tea you're like how how is that how are both of those things allowed to happen one person says a tweet and their life is over and Kevin Spacey like does all the stuff that he does and he's still allowed to walk around so it just shows you that it's the people you know it's the people you align with if you wanted to be successful, if we wanted to be successful, we could totally, quote unquote, sell out. Well, yeah. And start, and start saying the left is the best and fucking fuck Trump and all of this kind of stuff. But but the harder thing to do is to go, I'm not a, like personally, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'm anti-media. And in the eyes of a lot of people, I was criticizing the media's coverage of him. Therefore, I was a Trump supporter because oh, I was yeah, criticizing yeah, yeah. the media. So it was all of these kind of loose associations. So now if you say like January 6th is weird, they're like, you're a terrorist now. You know, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very dicey language. And like you said, the people who were conspiracy theorists back in the day now are like considered domestic terrorists or online, you know, fucking uh, hate mongers. And the people who were protesting for uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street are now all like dressing in black and smashing up windows of Starbucks. Like it does not make any sense. Or how, they're running for do, office. Are running for yeah, I mean they've all grown up now. It's ten. And they're, you know, I mean, together. and it's like, or or they're running a fucking media company that just does narrative management and confirmation bias mm. porn and fucking like uh, what uh uh hope porn essentially. Mm. Yeah. You know, like like oh, okay, I know things are are bad because establishment Democrats are in power. But if we just elect progressive Democrats, they'll sell out to the exact same moneyed interest and we're machine and but but we'll all get paid in the process. And then on the opposite side of that, like as long as you're on one side or the other of the culture war, there's a a spot for you, you know, and there's an audience for you. If you can portray one side or the other of the culture war as the enemy, you've got a built-in audience. And, well, this, and this way I deal with history. I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm really trying to, and since my daughter was born, she was born on inauguration day, ironically. Oh, enough. congratulations. Thanks very much. My, I'm getting yeah. my body back now. My muscles are all going back into place and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and, you got to um, get that kid in the stroller and hike yeah. uphill a little bit if you really it. want it. Yeah. Get her, in, get her in the papoose at the front, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she was born on inauguration day, funny. And uh, I kind of switched off, man. I just went, you know what? That was the last season I was going to, like in Breaking Bad, for years, I, I stopped watching at the end of season four when he rings mm-hmm. his wife and goes, it's over. Yeah. And Gus blows up and all that stuff. I didn't watch that season five like three years later. Or I didn't watch any of that shit. I was like, this is over for me now. And I'm good. That's what I felt like when Trump was out. I'm like, that's the end of Breaking Bad season four. I don't want to be looking at Biden. I don't want to be trying to figure out what fucking mad cockamamie bullshit he's coming up with. Right. While the next four seasons of America I, are really going to suck. 
that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm stopping watching that show yeah. and I'm going on, I'm, I'm watching older, better shows that have a, you know, a more, a more easily understandable narrative with the gift of hindsight. Right. And the show that I do is it, now it's, it's more of a history show in the last few years, because like the best way to experience now is through the lens of what was because all the shit keeps repeating. So like you have these old CIA and FBI uh, uh, operations like we just did we just recorded an episode on Waco mm-hmm. like is Waco not a fucking testing ground for what happened on January 6th like in, infiltrate the fucking you know they had they had your man Robert Rodriguez infiltrating David Koresh's camp and at the last minute he just goes David listen they're going to kill everybody in here and David Koresh is like I know and he's like okay well good luck and he just <laughs> walked back out and he put on the FBI jacket and was like and he's like we we knew you were in the FBI the whole time and you know like that's happening the the proud boys and the three percenters and all <laughs> like they were handing out the stuff uh, you know at the steps of the capitol building going go on and do this thing follow this right like it's it's <sighs> anything that can happen has already happened and you can look at it through the lens of history I am researching at the moment for um an episode on the Chinese cultural revolution I don't know if you know much about it but we are fucking living our version of it right now. Oh, yeah. Where they take the youth and they indoctrinate them into this impossible position of only supporting the now. Very Aldous Huxley in its brave new world, Ian. Um, let's only experience now. The future is not written yet in the past as a lie. Uh, and let's fucking, you know, dope ourselves up to the eyeballs in order to not have to deal with the emotional fallout of not knowing where we came from. Uh, you know, expunging our past histories because it was evil and bad and all that stuff. Like, I can hear in the in the chats of people. Like, you know, you, you see. Um, I know she's she's not very very good to, as an example for this, but uh, you know the the um, Kent State girl. What's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Bennett. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Caitlin Bennett goes her and she interviews people, and I know she's a provocateur and she's acting a fucking cunt, right, going around the place, being a cunt on purpose. But she's doing that, interviewing people. And the shit that those people come out with, I think, even if you hate Caitlin Bennett's face and the shit she comes out with, is, which is moderately kind of bullshit, the responses that she's getting from people really shows what they feel. And they feel, let's just put America in the bin. Our country is terrible. Everything we've ever done is awful. Uh, you know, we're responsible for so much hardship across the world. And it's such this like self-flagellation, like, they feel guilty for stuff that their parents have done. And there's no sense of living in the present and going, what do you own now? What are your values now? What are your prospects going on into the future for you now? What can you work on now to make your future better, regardless of what has happened in the past or the guilt that you have for stuff that you're paying? Because the guilt is only put on you by somebody else, you know, again, some kind of, uh, psychological abuse, right? So all of these fucking students in American colleges are fucking riddled with guilt and they're trying to go, let's destroy the history of America. Let's turn it into a communist kind of state where uh, equality of outcome is the pa- is paramount and that we want everybody to be equal no matter what. And uh, no matter, and obviously someone's going to take advantage of that situation. So we want, you know, total communism. Everybody is going to be, um, you know, equal no matter what. Uh, we'll delete our history and we'll, you know, pay reparations and we'll do all this thing for it. Like destroy, uh, demoralize themselves, right? That's exactly what China made the youth do to fucking throw away 
legacy to throw away the history of their country and hand over all the power to the government and within like less than seven years it was a totalitarian regime where absolutely every aspect of society was controlled in seven years that's two presidential terms so if people are at this shit now over the next seven years like by the time somebody else is going to be in the white house at the end of 2028 we could be in like 1961 communist china well if uh if they if they get their way it, I'm saying, it, yeah. it's not even i mean it's it's not even 1961 china it, it's fucking the great reset and the fourth yeah. industrial revolution and you in agenda 2030 uh, and it sounds like you know the communism or whatever but what it is essentially is the creation of a permanent ruling class yes. and a permanent renting peasant class mm-hmm. yeah and there's and that's it that's that's it that's all you get uh, and control so the food supply, control accommodation control the media like they put out that thing facebook is gonna start making bans across all social mm-hmm. media accounts for someone yeah. who fucks up on facebook yeah, uh, they they want to have they want to be able to look into your messages as if they're not already looking into them, but they want to be more overt. Not like they already know what's in your messages. They just want yeah. you to know that they know now. That's what they're saying. <laughs> you know, watch what you're saying. Everyone's going to start self censoring. You're going to end up. In, I I think you're going to end up very quickly with the way that America is and the way the people are. Very quickly, you're going to end up in Tiananmen Square type protests. You can see now at the moment, people in France are out fucking banging the pavement. Uh, against mandatory vaccinations. If you imagine if you said in America, we're going to go door to door and give mandatory vaccinations and actually follow through on it, there'd be people shot on porches all over oh, the yeah. country. Yeah. Like that shit is not going to fly. Yeah. Do you know, they're doing yeah. it in the UK. People are out protesting. They're doing it in France. People are out protesting. They have New Zealand and Australia locked down. The lads are protesting in Australia. They're getting arrested. They're getting $20,000 fines. Like people are not going to fucking just lie down on this one. They're not. Well, and, and nor should they. No, that, and I, you know, I fucking when I saw what was going on in France yesterday, I, I put out a tweet and all I said was get your shit together, America. That's all. And fucking mm. and even that, like being censored and shadow banned is approaching, you know, a thousand likes, which is abnormal for as heavily pushed down as my account is. Um, Gordon. You've been with us for an hour and it has been oh, delightful. Jesus and fucking please, flew in, didn't it? please do come back. Oh, for um, sure, man. I really enjoyed talking with you. It is uh, time for me to bring in uh, our, our next guest, but let the folks know where they can find you, how they can support you. And, and uh, just, yeah, thanks again. This has been delightful. Thoseconspiracyguys.com is the website. Uh, it's those conspiracy guys on all of the social media. And, um, I, I don't know. We're on all the podcast apps. I'm I'm we're we're st- I'm starting my thing on Rockfin now at the moment. I'm going to put up all Sweet. the video content. Uh, we're on Patreon. You get all the ad free episodes. There's 177 episodes right now. About 800 hours of content publicly, and another 500 behind the paywall. They're long ass shows, but they're deep dive history shows, and um, you know, peppered with dick jokes and long diatribes about. <laughs> Some fucking nonsensical conspiracy bullshit, but it's all in good fun. It's a comedy show and it's all about, you know, um, laughing to help the bitter medicine of the truth go down. 100%. If there weren't jokes, it would just be screaming. Uh, 
Thank you so much, man. I really no worries, do. Man. I appreciate the hell out of it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday uh, for the what hour or three that that you have left of it. Yeah. And uh, and, and yeah, man. We we do this again. You can you come on my show. We we, we talk we talk long. We get a menu of chats. I kind of yeah. that was a bit of word salad there, but uh, we we we'll do this again. Absolutely. Hell Thanks yeah. All right, brother. Take care.